Brian. How's it going, hey, buddy? Look at this. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Mate, that new, four weeks of new setup and we're here. Look at this. New Year, new platform. New Year, new platform. What's this one? This is called StreamYard. StreamYard, we can do live podcasts and stream it live. So this one we're going to do, we're going to record it live. We're going to ship whatever we record, but we can now stream live so that people could actually listen and put questions in while we're talking. Wouldn't that be this cool? This is the new age. All Wouldn't three, it be cool? I mean, it would be amazing if anyone was awake at the same time zone. Any of our listeners were awake at the same time zone. That yeah, amazing. We, don't pick the, we don't pick the best time for it. But imagine getting questions up on the screen, on the screen, on the screen <laughs> that come in from people. That'd be I brilliant. Can't wait. It's basically like a work status update, uh, Q&A, but with people you don't work with. And don't, yeah, and anything could come up. Yeah. Any, right. I mean, right. There's no, yeah. There's no repercussions. <laughs> this is great. This is, this, is, this is the greatest experiment ever. I can't wait to do this live. Have you been, lad? What oh, happened? I'm okay, mate. I'm okay. What we happened over well the break? The great break. Completely switched off. Yeah. It was mandatory week and a half, you know, off for the work. So everyone, gen- the key to a break is not you switching off. It's everyone else switching off. So that? you can switch off and relax, ah. right? So it's not everything's flooding and everyone's you know pipelining all the work and uh-huh. things, decisions are being made. Yeah. No, no, no. Everyone actually put the laptops and the phones away, right? So you could as well, and it genuinely felt like so. That was the kind of work and unplugging piece. Uh, and then the bit was family. We were in the UK with family, and nice. It was amazing. It was yeah. just the the Christmassy, everyone on top of each other, waking up pajamas, unwrapping craziness. Did you travel that around? Was, what did you do over in the UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a bit of that. We were doing day trips all the time. So we were based uh, out of my in-law's place most of the time. And then we mm-hmm. do day trips to Oxford and hang out or to Windsor. So you yeah. go to Castle and hang out or go to the nice. ponds. Or go to... It was really nice. And yeah. go for runs in the village in the countryside and do carols at the local pub. It's you just it's very I love great. it. It's straight out of Harry Potter parts of it. Like Gen- it legitimately, genuinely. right? Yeah. Genu- I mean, yeah. they're a couple of miles away from the main uh, Downton Abbey household. And, you know, like the village down the road is, was the original capital of the UK and it's like from the 1400s. And it, it, just the age of stuff is classic. Nobody you know? knows that. What was the original capital? Uh, Winchester. Winchester. Yeah. Where the rifle comes from or is that an American Good thing? question. And let's make sure it's actually Winchester. I'm not spreading misinformation. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Winchester. Uh, it, it's, uh, And I'm not going to say it's the original necessarily, but it was the capital at some point in time. It was we're the starting capital up season two. Remember once. we said we were going to stay season facts, two. There's going to be facts, some more facts. facts. We're not, you're not on a strong foot here. Uh, I mean, not that I'm a, no, it's, it's not with church. It's the one below it. What's it called? Look, I'm going to be spot on when I say it's Winchester. Come on. Winchester. Winchester. And they had this incredible cathedral and there was Christmas markets there. So so every day was like a trip to one of the amazing villages around. Nice. Sandstone and gorgeous. Yeah. Sweet. Great. Yeah, mate. It's great. How's your break? We stayed local. We, uh, everything broke. Um, I think Mm. like the first day our fridge broke, we got a new fridge. Then Mm. our, then uh, literally actually as our fridge was being delivered, our new fridge, I was so excited. Fridge with the water in the door and the ice in the door. Wanted Space one of those age. since forever. But anyway, we have one now, drinking so much water. Um, as they were delivering the fridge, the lads are literally lifting it in. And Kelly says to me, the sink won't turn off in the bathroom. I go in, it's just peeing water out of the sink. So 
and it's the worst time of year to try and get someone. So I went down to Home Depot. I used my four-year mechanic. My, my 12 years in construction came to good use. It only took me an entire day to change out the sink. But I re- I've totally replumbed it. New new faucet, new new drain, new everything because we're all destroyed. But... such a handyman, mate. You're such a yeah. handyman. You've rebuilt yeah. your entire garage, your entire basement. You just yeah. reconstruct a sink. You're, just, you're ready for this, aren't you? Dug a trench. We've got these massive storms here in California right now as well. And we've been flooding. My basement here flooded. And I was having none of that with all these nice electronics. So me and Kelly took turns of digging. We dug a 40-foot <laughs> trench down the side of the house here. Right. Out of the front. I didn't know you conscripted so, Kelly in this. Oh, she did most of the digging. <laughs> I mean, I was busy. I was working. So in the evenings, I would get in the trench. <laughs> but the two of us were absolutely <laughs> destroyed after Wait it. Wait a yeah. minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. You're both destroyed, even though Kelly yeah. did most of the digging. Yeah, well, you're was, just psychologically destroyed. I had a lot of anxiety about it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it was different kind of stress, but yeah. I mean, the supervisor's role is a tough one. People don't give it enough credit, do they? <laughs> no, yeah, she did. She did brilliant. She dug, she dug a chunk. She dug tons, literally tons of, of, of dirt Unreal. outside our house there. Um, and you sent us a video during the week, and I quite like the way that. So basically, as Marcus says, it's rolling storms. There was a biblical flood on New Year's Eve, and then it's been panic since, where wave after wave of this atmospheric river comes in. So every second day, there's another trap. And one of them, maybe the third one, there was just beautifully overflowing gutters right onto the trench, so the trench could carry it out onto the told me about the, the gutters that were do we just was it so the gutters or? oh long story when we bought this house the gutters weren't put on properly it turns out there's no flashing or anything so the water doesn't actually flow into the gutters they're de- <laughs> i guess they're decorative is what you could say they're de- decorative gutters uh they look amazing they actually look really great adornments in, ter- in terms of the water runs down the roof clean over the gutters <laughs> straight in, onto the ground but but the good thing we never have any trouble with our gutters blocking or or you know having to paint them or anything because they're like new, uh, which is the nice thing. Um, but we not so much great at catching the water. So yeah, we're going. That's the next thing Got is it. to fix the gutters. At some stage, you'll have Got to get it. some gutters put on properly. Got but it. our solution in the short term was to dig a forty foot trench directly below the gutters, so that when it runs off, it hits this French drain, runs out to the front of the house, and puts mud out onto the street. This so, is great. And yeah. are you going to be changing the foundations manually yourself? Is that, or is that, do you think Kelly will be doing that, lifting the house herself while you survive? <laughs> while I do childcare, I feel yeah. like childcare is harder. I think I'll try and do this. <laughs> I think we we might. We're gonna. We're, we've got an architect involved now, so we're getting serious. We'll see if something happens now. We we might Ooh. do something with the house. Oh, you know it's yeah. real, you know it's getting admin-y when the architect's involved. Yeah. Well, there's this plan that's got to come out. That there's this yeah. plan, this approval. Well, I've drawn up all plan. the plans myself. It's oh. a tri- it's actually tricky to get an architect because every time they come out, I'm like, well, I've drawn up the plans, but I just need them to be the code. And they, you know, and they're like, why have you drawn? What are you talking about? What <laughs> does not why, compute? Why does why not did compute? You do that? That's this is my like job. A, a yeah. designer a Figma file and going, can we just? Can you? I know, it? but it's easier you for me to explain it. it. Like when I'm tra- rather than showing a few sketches or something, like yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. it's just as quick for me to draw it up. So I just draw it up, and then yeah. I'm like, this you just is need the kind to get, of thing we want to do, you know, get rid of all the other borders and stuff to make it look less official. Yeah. That's right. Just so it's actually a sketch and not a plan. Yeah, make it. Yeah, make it like gray or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. print it out in a cigarette packet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like yeah, you've had a very handyman construction based break, which is brilliant. yeah. I love it. I love Good the physical you. bit of it. You know, we knowledge workers and all that. Being able to get dirty is is the future. You know. Good. This episode has a theme, Rami. So moving on, we're going to try and be more 
uh, structured in what we talk about. This is so organized. I want this time last year when we look back, remember we were talking about Web3. There was all this energy around everybody's going into Web3. Uh, it's the future, cryptos, NFTs. We were all super excited about it. So I want to take the opportunity to talk to you about what's changed this Christmas and what you think 23 is lining up for. So some possible predictions for this year that we could review at the end of the year. I love 2023 predictions. As an aside, have you opened up my Fig Jam? Fig Jam. Uh, yeah, Fig Jam? I have yeah. opened it, but not read it. Okay, good. Okay, fine. Yeah. It's just we can, the, the, the structure. We're going to do this. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I love a good 2023 predictions and just see how far off we can be. Yeah. In fairness, I think we were right in January 2023. It's just that we were right in the short term. Right, right for three months. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And you know, we've learned our lesson. We don't yeah. do bandwagons. We don't do hype. We're very long termist and real and grounded. Yeah. So clearly, the prediction for this year is all in on generative AI. That's all there is. Nothing else matters. Done. How do you That's feel about how, how do you feel about generative AI? How do you feel about Chat GPT specifically, or or you I know, Ch- Chat GPT? So I was reading a great. Uh, so just the preface, I do think 2023 is going to be the mainstreaming massive secular shift into yeah. generative, generative AI. I really think it is. Everything is poised. And like an example of how that's happened and how, how chat GPT has enabled some of that, it's not the technology itself uh-huh. necessarily, although the models and how big they are are insane. GPT, GPT-3 was the one that really broke incredible right. ground and chat GPT is a UI that's free on top of it. GPT, when GPT-3 happened, a whole bunch of startups kind of kicked off on top of that. Um, and a good example is uh, Scribrite. I think it's called Scribrite. Basically, an entire generative AI for fiction writing that helps with like synopsis and edits and brainstorming. And it's this entire, this incredible kind of startup. It's been going for two and a half years. And they looked at their numbers and they were worried when ChatGPT, GPT3 came out. And when ChatGPT came out, they were worried it was just going to tank their entire. But what it did was actually accelerate their growth. Because yeah. what happened is a whole bunch of skeptical writers used ChatGPT and went, oh, this is kind of legitimate. So then very quickly looked for tools that were specific to their use case and found yeah. this tool that was there and yeah. that started accelerating in the yeah. way they went on Scrubber. So I think what's happening is this just kind of cascade of one thing after another that's leading into it, yesterday morning on the radio on Wild FM 96.9, they're talking about chat GPT. It's in the mainstream zone. Oh, it sure is. When you and when your parents insane. start talking to you about it, you know, you yeah. know it's like, okay, it's the iPhone or we've hit we've hit mass adoption. Yeah. I think there's I think there's a couple of things. I I, I agree with you. I think it, 2023 is the year of AI. I'm actually super excited about it. I don't know if that's a good indicator or not. I might be the Scott Galloway of of uh, of right, right. You, I was excited about I was excited about the metaverse, and I was also excited about NFTs. So um, let's see. But but I think there's a few things. Part of the sentiment is there is fear mongering. People are worried about jobs and what does this do for jobs and which products does this kill. So I think your point about it being additive is interesting. I think that uh, that's my perspective too. Is I'm really excited about how it can accelerate businesses and actually make people have to do less mundane work, things like that. Um, I also think it's going to be a super year for Microsoft, if that's the case. So all of this talk, it's apparently ChatGPT has got a $29 billion valuation they're working on. Microsoft, that, that valuation is based on a $10 billion investment from Microsoft, who will uh, own 75% of their um profitability until they get their money back. And they're and originally they were saying, oh, Microsoft was going to integrate into Bing, their search engine to compete with Google, which is eh, less exciting. 
for me at least, then them saying actually now it looks like they're probably going to integrate office. it into their office suite of products. Yeah. So Excel, yeah. Word, like I think like you know SharePoint, all of the things that enterprise customers use. That's the next level of one is your parents saying, "Oh, have you seen this gimmicky thing?" That's the Wordle level of adoption. But when you get it into an enterprise product, like when you get into your enterprise suite of products, then it's then it's just like yeah. then it's then yeah. 2023 is when oh everybody's just using it it's like a search capability or a insert image in your powerpoint you know there are just so many kind of forces that are all aligning at the same time so what it's worth my second prediction was going to be this is the year of microsoft as in the company you can't of the really year copy me on you should company really... of the year oh, yeah. it's less less uh, <clears throat> i probably wrote this first we can we can timestamp the, the sequence <laughs> of our prediction uh it, it, it's it, it, Microsoft will be the year the, the, the company of the year. It'll be right. like twenty. It'll be the company of twenty twenty three. I think. Right. It's probably not a. Yeah. It's not a hot take. It's. It's. I'll be pretty consistent. Um, I think the the number of forces that are all aligning to kind of make this thing happen. So there's clearly the technology underneath it. There's the big tech kind of recession and the pullback, and focusing on like cost reduction. What can you do to do things with less people with yeah, fewer costs? There's the layoffs which are resulting in a whole bunch of people going into side projects and startups. Mm -hmm. And what's the mm -hmm. fastest thing I can do as a single engineer to mm -hmm. get going. Mm -hmm. So you've got this incredible, and then there's the NFT crypto pullback all at the same time. So you Thank had this God. huge brain drain going into crypto last year. You had the great kind of uh, resignation, not, not layoffs, resignation. Then all of those people suddenly went, uh Oh, and they all come, swipe across swipe right into generative ai layoff kind of side projects swipe right in generative ai recession cost reduction cap tables reduced for big tech so the incentives to go into big tech is less so you go into mm -hmm. startups add another force that pushes people into this and mm -hmm. all of a sudden the ecosystem hayes valley has been renamed bayes valley because of you know bayesian models and so on in in ml and you know the hub, the excitement, the stuff that's happening. It who's, feels who's like re, a real. Who's renamed Hayes Valley Bayes Valley? Know, some douchey twenty-two-year-old PhD. You know the story. Like it's who cares who it is. Someone, <laughs> someone on Twitter. Oh. Someone's put a sign on a sign somewhere. Okay. Uh, I, I, it, it's not just the tech though. It's this all yeah. of these forces together that are creating an ecosystem around it, and exactly yeah. like the most potent time. Anyway, yeah. It's clear. I like it. And I, I'm always a fan of Microsoft. I think it's, I'd love hearing Microsoft being the coolest place to work as well. Like, I think that they're going to work on, you know, can you, I mean, if you go back even 10 years ago yeah. or five years ago and you said, you know, Microsoft office suite of products is going to be cloud-based and actually there's going to be a wave of people in 2023 who are going to want to work in those, in, in their, particularly in their generative AI section of trying to bring yeah, yeah. new capability like it's just it's such an incredible story about how you turn desktop products around that have been your legacy products for so long and make yeah. and just constantly reinvent them just constantly make them relevant you know um, i mean as the C ceo goes such as right the ceo of the century right or the Crushed decade it. at least yeah activision but like it's one thing yeah. github linkedin Getting into OpenAI, it's just one thing after another that is locked yeah. away and just set up. I, it's either that or the luckiest man alive. He should be buying. Maybe he's been buying lottery tickets as well. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe the Microsoft thing is just a side gig after all just, of the lottery just, wins he has. As to where the Microsoft <laughs> is going to be the coolest company I, to work at, I like I'm it. not sure. I like it, Rami. I think I so. So maybe this is a prediction is that 
Mike, like with with the decline of Google and Meta, and all, mm. there's a lot there's a lot of shade on all those things now. Mm. I think Apple is still outstanding. If they bring mm. out a VR headset, and we can yeah. talk about that this year. That's going to be cool. Um, but Microsoft is a different brand. Microsoft is different from the Microsoft it was when you and I were graduating from the MBA and we were looking at different places. I, I think Microsoft's super exciting, and it, I, I do think it is cool. Yeah, I don't disagree that the brand is good. Uh, I just don't think the culture shifted. And as long as you're out there in Redmond and East you know, Seattle across two bridges in the woods, it's going to be hard to attract the sort of inner city, like the cool factor. Disagree. To, to make the I culture just disagree. And the people cool. Yeah. yeah, I think I think with all that, I think with hybrid, I think with people working, yeah. I, I think that all of the, every company has a, has an opportunity to rebrand itself right now because people, it's like buildings and all of that systems and structure that a lot of that, that's just changed. Irrelevant. And it, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's a massive but, opportunity. But, but culture, yeah. culture, branding. Yes. But culture doesn't, I don't yeah. think this, my, 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 like, yeah, I guess if, if there's You'll, a take, I'm, I'm not sure the culture is going to fundamentally change, which makes well, it. Hard. Let's see. That's how predictions yeah. work. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, th- I'm going to throw one out. Uh, it is not, a typical one but we've had um here's my one recession fueled industry digitalization surge so um that all these folks 140,000 people laid off in the last quarter from the tech industry most of them are going to go back and work in tech again it's not like they're having trouble getting jobs but there'll be a lot of people go from tech companies and work in industry and all of this digital transformation and you know um, get you know getting your company up to digital speed and getting ready i think it's going to be massively accelerated in industry this year like it's not going to be hard but but there'll be a step function shift because you'll get all of these people by the way having 5 years at facebook or even though meta might be on the down now if you've worked there for 5 years it's like coming from one of the best Ivy leagues in terms of, um, you know, the types of jobs you can snap up. So I think we'll see a massive, just, just general digitalization coming online, working from home, better things happening in industry in general. I think it's, that's for me, I bet that's probably going to be the most positive impact um, in terms of like, even though it'll be a recession, there'll be fewer jobs. You know, there's going to be, there's going to be unemployment will go up. People will get paid less. And, the people who were working in the tech jobs will get big jobs in industry and 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 really pull these things forward. I like it. I, li- I like that take. I like that take a lot. I where I was coming at it from was um, for sure there's going to be a leakage, a net loss right. of tech workers out of tech. Be they layoff, be they despondent, be they the, the trajectory here is all just low cost, no growth, no interesting products. It's revenue squeezing phase of the the cycle. And that everyone just goes, I'm out. That's not what I'm here for. Where they go, I kind of is a really interesting one. So if they go uh-huh. to industry as the diaspora and then inject their, here's what we know the latest tech stacks are. Yeah. Here's how we do tech and technology and, and reimagine. I think it's really interesting. Where they go without tech is also interesting. Yeah. So do they reinvigorate themselves in other ways and reinvention? And do you get spikes in the other part of the industry? You mean what's next? What's next after the PM track in tech or the software development track in tech? Like what's yeah, the next cool thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, part of it's what's cool, or part of it maybe just like tree change, or yeah. just you know, like the second mountain, as you know, some some tracks call it. You've conquered one thing. Now yeah. it's a very different shift. And what yeah. what does that track look like for tech workers who don't want to go back? Because a lot of tech workers aren't necessarily tech, right? A lot of tech right. workers are tech adjacent. 
That's right. right? Whether whether you're BD or you were sales or you were product management or HR mm -hmm. or marketing, et cetera, you happen mm -hmm. to be in the tech companies, but doing all mm -hmm. these sorts of things. What do you do next after you've kind of reached the top of one mountain? Mm -hmm. Do you go into industry with that experience and kind of the latest way of doing things? Or do you dot, 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 start a cafe, become a florist, you know, like genuinely go SMB. So I, I feel like there's going to be a surge in the same way, parallel to startups, I think there's going to be a surge in SMB Mm -hmm. the SMB sector is going to get a big shot in the arm. And I think mm -hmm. one of the other forces here that we're seeing is we keep talking about recession and unemployment and so on. I think it's a white collar recession is the mm -hmm. signal that's coming through, right? not a broad-based recession. So right. the unemployment figures are dropping broad-based across the economy. Unemployment in you know layoffs in tech are up 650%, but layoffs across the rest of the sector are you know, 12% or something. It'll, it'll, it'll catch up. It'll catch up. It's just a, it's just unusual in this recession where you've got, um, I mean, this is not part of the recession. This is part of a correction. The recession is coming. Um, right. 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 But but yeah, fair enough. I, I did read something like um, actually, the, um, you know, the middle and lower income households are actually earning more now than they've ever done still. Um, right. the, back in 2019, because of all the stimulus checks and things like that, the benefits yeah. of that are still um, helping them in terms of their annual wage and all or their salaries and, and yeah, hourly wage, things like that. So, uh, yeah, we've got a We've definitely got a bumpy road ahead, but I think I think really good things will come from it. So that, that was my take. Something always blooms. I, I, I think it's a good uh if it's, the recession is going to be equally distributed, I think is a good one to look out for. And it's not clear it's going to be a broad-based recession. Right. Uh, 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 like housing is housing How do you feel about that? The board. It's probably right. It's probably reasonable. It's kind yeah. of an inequality, a Gini index equalizer, right? Uh, and it's probably a kind of the lopsidedness of tech being, yeah. uh, not just tech, right? White-collar in general. So the people, bloating of finance, it's Morgan Stanley's making the same calls, you know, yeah. it's, Goldman Sachs are making the same calls. I think it's people insane. are rejoicing that tech is crashing though. Are you are you getting a feel for that? That people are like, you know, I wasn't aware how um, you know, people are definitely not rooting for the tech industry. You know I, I, only I mean? only because it became politicized. Only yeah. because over the last three years it became Twitter equals left wing nut nutballs and Musk is doing the right thing across the board, and only because the narrative from like the Reds was all misinformation is actually you, you swung the election, uh, and I think that politicization and the narrative from the media to feed into it, I think, has done a lot of that. Also, there was sure. the, the the media wars on tech by definition of owning audiences and so on. Mm -hmm. Like the entire news ecosystem taking on Facebook and Google were were a big part of that negative negative PR cycle. As a result, yeah, I think people are definitely rubbing their hands. We're definitely that part of the cycle, right? Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure that those, for me, those don't hit the nail on the head. I, I, there's something just, there, there's a little bit of begrudgery, but also, you know, there's a lot of cliches about tech that are actually kind of, they're that a lot of them are quite true. Like, you know, about the, I don't know. I, I maybe, maybe these are just biases, so I'm not going to go through them, but, but I, but I could see why people would be happy to see some of the nonsense that goes on. Did you read, did you read Scott Galloway's predictions for 2023? I did not. No, he talks about the Patagonia. What do he calls it? The Patagonia um, pack or something like that, which is like tech workers wearing their Patagonia puffers, you know. But he he basically says the average age tech worker is thirty five years old. They were in high school in two thousand and one. They were in university in two thousand and eight. So they've actually never experienced a recession, um, and they've only ever known real growth, growth in the jobs mm. that they work in. Um, and that, and that, you know, his example that he gave was some people in tech will be shocked that, um, that, you know, two weeks 
um, pet bereavement leave is not a thing anymore or something like that. You know, it's like, you know, my, my, my budgery guard died. I'm going to need to take some, some yeah, personal yeah, time yeah. off. Um, you know, so he's kind of, he, obviously he's making fun of it, but I do think like, that's the, that's the thing I'm talking about. Like that is. Yeah. I the entitlement, the entitlement, it does, does need to get quilted a little bit. I also think um, the attribution bias is about time that gets quilted. And, and mm-hmm. by that, I mean, like even being in big tech and the folks who are at the right place at the right time happen to ride a wave and therefore they believe every idea subsequently that they come up with is genius. Yeah. So we grew because of me, not because I was the right place on something that was already growing. <laughs> it's this attribution bias where you, yeah. you miss, you misattributing what yeah. actually happened and what led to that growth. Uh, and, and people kind of, you yeah, have an inflated sense of self. Um, so yeah. Think, and you, and that's going to change. It's kind of like um, if you had just invested in the stock market, the tech stock market for the last three or four years or five years, you really couldn't back something that didn't. It was just like, did it yeah. grow enough? Did it grow 5% or 20%? You know, that was what you were talking. So, yeah. Yeah, but, but in fairness, that wasn't just tech. It was growth sector in general. The growth the growth part of equities, be it biotech, be it right. like environment and so on. So the fact that interest rates were zero, money had to go somewhere. So they had yeah. to go into the growth part of the equities market. And hence that bubble kind of. I'm just saying it's the same bubble. thing. Like these are, it's the same group of people who have, you know, graduated, yeah. grown, work, working in growth jobs, investing yeah. in growth stocks, uh, you know, and it's like, it's going to be a bumpy ride. And, and also his point was like, um, actually the average, it's the same for the average age journalist as well that writes on the, you know, tech journalist. They've not seen things like this before. So you're going to see some shocking headlines in 2023 around yeah. just how terrible it is. But you know what? It's been like this or worse before you just don't know yes. it and you know everything's well, I mean, gonna every, be fine you know every every generation only has the lens of their own yeah their own like lens of and, and experience right well, of Otherwise, course ever, well yeah. there is data and, and and we have been through a couple of recessions but anyway like you know i think i yeah it is what it is i'm just saying it's not going to be I, I i think it's interesting to think that the that the 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 forecasting the news um, reporting on it is likely going to be pretty intense, maybe maybe worse than it really is. You know, so pe- I reckon they're over going to cor- they're over they'll that, overcorrect on how bad it is because yeah. the people in there are amplifying because the it. people, people because the yeah. people haven't experienced it and they're amplifying it and and we know that that sells as well. But but that it'll be you know it'll be painted as being an absolute crash, um, and do you know what probably won't be it'll be it'll be ropey but it won't be great, but it won't be terrible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if Morgan Stanley's right and they're saying it's another twenty percent down on broad-based stock, uh-huh. the index, the indices, not tech, because tech's the uh-huh. one that's down. Tech already got smashed forty percent. Anyway. Yeah, 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 like eighty plus. <laughs> uh, if if you're talking at twenty percent across all the indices for this, year, I mean, you're gonna. There's no arguing. There's no. There's, yeah. there's no hyperbole there. That's gonna hurt. Yeah. Right across yeah. the board. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Great. Anyway, as sorry. long as we, as long as we held at the peak, and yeah, that's that's what we did. I've still got all the stocks, all my growth stocks. Tesla still got all my Tesla stocks. What's Love important it. is not to cash out. I think that's what people say. <laughs> people say buy at a medium, except probably Tesla, on the way up. Except in Tesla, Tesla was we missed we missed the window to sell with Tesla. That's another prediction. We can come to that next. What do you what do you think out. about what do you think about? I, I got out in Tesla just as an aside. Did you? When did you get out? Yeah, yeah exactly like peak. I'll I'll send it to you. In, in, particularly for tax purposes, last year. Oh, just for tax purposes. Yeah, yeah, it was November. Yeah, that makes sense tax wise. Yeah, great. Well, I've still got mine anyway. They're all they're all in the in a hole. Great. They went up to whatever. I got like eight X on them or something, and now I'm now I'm down. Uh, Wonderful. So next prediction. Do you have one, or we? I've got another one. What do you got? got? Plenty. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, EV. What do you think about EV options? What do you Mm. think about EV market? 
or uh, any of the EVs in general? So the um, the conventional wisdom and the reason Tesla tanked and a lot of the others tanked is that all of a sudden the estimates were down to something like 32% of previous estimates that the major automakers and their execs believe the EV market actually is much, much, much smaller, much more pessimistic about it than otherwise. Um, and I think that's going to put a little big dampener on it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's clear Model Y has now overtaken the Camry after 28 years of being the number one car sold in the US. The Tesla Model Y, not even the Model 3, not all Tesla, just the Model Y, which is, and we've been tracking this like country by country, state by state, and now it's done. Like the Model Y has yeah. taken them over. So that trend is real. And the other thing that's exciting this year with EVs is it's going to be normalized and diverse to such a degree. You're going to see every truck, every SUV, every variant is about to drop this year from Fisker to Hummer to F to the Lightning. You're going to see more you know and more. They only sold- I have this. Homer, do you know how many they sold? GE Probably sold not last year. Probably not enough. But you how many they make? It, so let me give a context. Ten, Joe, ten Joe, Joe Biden stood up on stage last year, last January. Do you remember you and I talked about this? And he mm-hmm. said, I want to make special mention and thank GE for bringing EVs to the mass market, for bringing EVs to the people. Yeah, and, and Musk was annoyed. GM. Oh, yeah. Sorry, GM. And uh and how many, and, and remember we talked about how amazing it was. How many do you think yeah, they yeah. sold? 10,000? Max. 800. Come on. 800. They, haven't ramped, they haven't ramped up. Have they just not No, they haven't. Ra- well, they, they, yeah. They, yeah, they haven't fully ramped up yet. So they've sold, GM sold 854 Hummers and, a, and their next biggest selling EV is the Cadillac uh, Lyric SUVs. And they sold 122 of those. That's 122. That's embarrassing, isn't it? So here, I'll give you some stats here because I because I did go through it. So so the Tesla Model Y, you're absolutely right. 250,000 last year. Next, but so the, these are the best-selling EVs. Model Y number one, two hundred fifty thousand. Model E, two hundred ten thousand. Then Ford nips in at third space with the Mac E, and they're down at like forty thousand. You've got uh, uh, back to Tesla. You got the Model S at thirty-five thousand. Chevy Bolt at thirty, and in tenth place, if you go down all the way to ten, you get the Rivian with twenty k. So yeah. you know that didn't ramp either. But but the market, it looks like it, so. Going back to the overall market size. There's 53 different EVs on the market in 2022. That surprised me. Like I thought maybe there was 10 or 15. 53 different EV options oh, available in 2022. Yeah. Because every one of your Japanese manufacturers had three or four variants, from Ionic having three variants to Leaf right. having three variants. The pre, like every one of them had stuff, uh-huh. and you had the Germans having their rechargeable equivalents, right? So. Yeah. You know, Volvo has the recharge version and it has the hybrid, and it, yeah. so there's a lot of like variability. I think my issue with it is that it needs to be the pure powertrain. Like, I only count it if it's it only counts if it's 100% battery. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if it's yeah. a hybrid or it's a yeah, it does the first and, and it's miles. an actual genuine EV platform, right? Like yeah. the new powertrain that does it end to end. Um, because there's a lot of like we're using our previous platform and just changing it over. Hang on. Um, Dad's calling me. I just want to make sure everything's okay. So in 2022, EV sales grew. um, So there was 800,000 cars in 2022, and there was 500,000 in 2021. So they grew, I don't know, from 3% of the overall uh, automotive market to like 5.8%. So there was a growth in EVs overall. My prediction is when you look at the price of EVs, average price of EV went from $51,000 in 2021 to $66,000 in 2022. So a massive increase in average price. I'm going to say that the EV market 
stays at about 6% and doesn't grow much more next year. When you've got a recession, people are more cost conscious. The average price of EVs has gone up because of manufacturing costs. I think people are going to, anyone who's making a purchasing decision is probably going to go with a, with a, you know, with a petrol one. Also the fact that the first four or five cars in the top five, you now have Musk who's on an absolute rent and just kind of looks like he might be losing a little bit. I think, you know, all, all the liberals and people like that with a conscience are maybe going to take a pause as well. So I think it's going to be an interesting time for EVs. Actually, I think, so here's, here's a, actually my take, maybe the EV market, I think it's kind of slow. I think Musk who represents 65% of total EVs sold uh, worldwide, I think his market share, it dropped already from 72% in 2021. It dropped to 20, 65% in 2022. I think we're going to see it drop to 50% this year. Yeah. What do you think oh, of that? Oh, More? Oh, you think oh, lower? Lower, Bob. Yeah. Less than 50% of the EV market will be, will be uh, Tesla. Th- 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 there's a real swing down, and you're seeing the Chinese competition and the pressure on that side. We can talk geopolitics in a bit, but I think it's not just – I think pricing pressure – diversity, brand and distribution of the other channels that are coming online, I think that's the far bigger threat. It, 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 his personality is definitely contributing to it, but he, he was always poised to start hemorrhaging and I think this is the year that you start seeing that switch. The only thing in his defense is in fact the recession and that people may not invest in the other high ends and right. he's the only kind of reasonable high end available in stock, right? Oh, uh, reasonable high I'm not sure about that. I think there's some really good competitors now, honestly. It's just about availability. So, like Lucid yeah. Air is a great competitor; they're just not yeah. available. Rivian's a great competitor; they're not available. I'm, I'm talking about the Model X, Model S. I mean, Model Y is still the volume, but it's a sixty grand, right? It's, right. It's, you're still, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. competition. I, I think um, I'm fully on board with the market is not going to expand the same way for a bunch of reasons, but it's confounding factors. I think recession plus, um, as well as things like the UK just flipped in their latest budget. Like the follow-on effects of recessions and preempting recessions. So the latest budget, in order to extract some more revenue, they kind of have to reduce some of their costs, and they reduced a lot of the EV incentives and actually dropped or yeah, dropped the price where the incentive happened. So it has to now be above forty, sure. uh, below forty uh, thousand pounds in order to be able to achieve yeah. in order to get the incentive from yeah. them, which completely changes the equation. Right, and they did it on a drop of a hat and changed yeah. the market. So, you know, yeah. you know, people who are looking to get an EV as the next car are now yeah. just going to stick with petrol, diesel, yeah. or whatever the UK yeah. is incentivizing. So I think the trickle-on effects is, it's whiplash, right? I think you we'll see to, it. Yeah. We'll have to get Bonnie on again. We'll have to get him on this year and talk about the batteries again and get us all fired up again so that I, I can go buy I one. Do th- the technology is <laughs> not going to stop though, right? So no, just no, because of the market. So, yeah. so I think that, that that's what's really neat about this stuff is that yeah. you're going to see all of the awesome cars come out yeah. You're going to see, like, I just want to see a Fisker on the road and just praise this thing. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> you're going to see them out. You're going to see them everywhere. And it's going to normalize to another degree. And you're going to get used to them being just part of the fabric. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to, the technology, you're going to start seeing the super long range stuff roll out where it's 500, uh-huh. 600 miles a charge. Uh-huh. And that is just going to become part and parcel. So by the time you get to the next wave and you get the uptick, yeah. you're at a genuine step change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're reason. all in at that stage. We've just got to limp yeah. through. The truck will be sitting in the yeah. drive for the next couple of years, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, Generally you talk, speaking, it's a hiatus. You talked about Rivian, and I'm going to put out a controversial high-risk mm. um, mm. high risk, mm. hot, take, hot take, hot take, hot take. So I don't know. Have you seen all the Amazon Prime vans have all changed now? They're all the electric Rivian trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are up they, here anyway. They so, keep so, rolling, rolling into our thing at like 10 o'clock at night it's quite yeah handy. it's awesome yeah and they're yeah. silent so so for folks um so rivian is one of their major backers was amazon you know jeff bezos 
dumped a ton of money into them to create um, all of these, you know, the last 10 mile deliveries for Amazon were all done with Ford Transits or, or you know, the Mercedes trucks um, locally here. And they've now changed all those. And they, were, they had to deliver something like 10,000. Uh, maybe I'm wrong with that. I, I'm not sure what the number is, but a large number of these trucks uh, in, in the US uh, to hit their targets to, to achieve what's required for Amazon. So all of these have gone electric now. Also, though, what Rivian's trying to do is they're trying to be a premium brand and create these awesome trucks, you know, these outdoor, off-grid um, trucks and, and SUVs. But they haven't shipped an awful lot of them. As you saw, they were in 10th place uh, this year. And how many did I say? It was 20,000 trucks in total. So not a big, uh, you know, not, they didn't ship a lot of them. So my controversial take is that they're in production hell right now. We know that Tesla, when it was in production hell, trying to hit the Model 3, they ran. They got to the point where they had eight days of funding left, and they would have to go bankrupt. I'm going to call it and say that Rivian goes bankrupt in 2020. Oh! <laughs> it's a big one. It's a big one. But they don't make it. They don't make it. Rivian will not be an EV manufacturer, even though they've got the backing of Amazon, which is a big checkbook. Amazon share price is down. They probably not super interested in pumping another big check into them. Um, I would imagine it's going to be a ropey year for Rivian. It's a ropey year for anyone who's trying to get traction and go positive. Yeah. Right. They're not they're not revenue positive. Anyone nope. who is just hemorrhaging and needs more funds to keep going, I think that's a very reasonable assessment. It'll be very sad. They are a ve- I'd say they're the reason Musk put out Cybertruck. They're the reason he moved into the SUV sector. Um, for context, you know, the Model S team at Tesla got so jack of Model S once it went out, they went and started Lucid. The Model 3 team. Once they got so jack of Tesla, they went and started Rivian. So the core folks are the Rivian folks and they know the best of and they know how to make an amazing product. And it is an amazing product by all accounts. It's oh yeah, unreal. It's the one it, to buy. It's the one to buy it, if, if you it wasn't want a startup. It. Yeah. And and it's the thing that's that made everyone else do SUVs. It just it spurred the market, knowing that it was coming years in advance. So it'd be super sad to see them go under. Um I hope they don't. I hope they find a rescue, but I could really imagine that scenario because it is Oof. We're caught, tough we're, going. We're aligned on this. This could be the year that Rivian goes under. It's really tough going. Okay. Contra, contra points are that they're demand, they're not demand restricted, they're supply restricted. They're just That's not right. getting them out. People, the, demand, the demand is still there. Um, and they look like they're bringing deliveries forward. So November, my neighbor is a data point. Uh, November last year, 2022, had signal from Rivian that theirs would get delivered in December 2023 after getting pushed out, pushed out, pushed out. Yesterday, they said it'll be coming in January. That's worrying, though. Now. I don't That's know. I don't cancellation know kind of and pa- orders. They increased the price. Do you remember? I mean, they've done a series yeah, of yeah, price checks. And I wonder, is the market, oh, I'd see that as a bad sign if they're able. <laughs> I, it's not like they're producing a bunch more. It's like, oh, that's not clear. It's not clear that the pipeline hasn't increased, but it may well be the demand's gone. But there's something fishy happening. Uh, yeah. There's there's some signal there. Nice, nice. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a real shame if they went, mate. It'd be a real shame. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, that would be the one. That's the one. That's the one I want. They haven't done enough in terms of their software. It's a really great EV. Yeah, yeah. But their autopilot and stuff like that, or their their the, cruise control, the nav, just, the nav there. system it's seems to be there. a disaster. The navigation yeah. apparently is a complete. Yeah, cockamamie. So, yeah, you'll do some you'll do some over the air updates. It's not a problem. Yeah, you'll you'll buy some inch over the Wi Fi. Is it over the? That's over what the, the new people. That's what the kids are doing. Apparently, yeah. So they okay. do over Wi Fi. Just <laughs> dropping dropping DPS. Have you got another? What about a controversial prediction? Um, I don't know about controversial, but I think the geopolitics around TikTok semiconductors, 
everything around like Chinese politics right now Ooh, and US relations call. are going to create some really funky scenarios. I, I, I'm, we're meant to be procrastinating, but I really don't know what that looks like. Does it look like pulling TikTok out or reducing its reach in the US? Or off the app store, TikTok gets pulled from the app store. I mean, that is some like ballsy meddling and would not be a good look for anyone. But that happens. What happens? What's the cascade from there? That meta comes back. You get a resurgence in social. You get some really, I think that's fascinating. That combined with a semiconductor pullback that Biden did last year. Altogether, there's something really fishy happening in that supply chain. You know, for a while, China was on complete course to take over everything from manufacturing to software to high end to the works yeah yeah and the u.s subsidies politics and the rest of it and covid have kind of put a serious dent in a lot of that trajectory their gdp growth their population growth all of that is getting really shunted so uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know what that look i don't know if it's net positive for the u.s but it's funky it's it's it, like non-linear discontinuities in things that were happening right so you know. may you may start getting like winners being picked in the u.s because politicians are turning things off there you know what about what about a major you said it there like what about um what about apple releasing a tiktok competitor or or you know so you kind of a traditional maybe not apple but like um like a big brand what about um, i'm not sure i'm not sure you need a tiktok i mean you've got reels in fairness reels is growing really fast it's doing really well and you've got shorts and between the two, I'm not sure there's space for more US kind of mind share unless they yeah. come at it purely from like e-com and do like live shopping and so on. But that's yeah. reasonably quick enough for reels and and yeah, and I think both right. of them are working on it. I think um, you're right. No one's gonna no one's gonna have money in 2023 to spend that TikTok did to get user acquisition, let alone to kind of compete with reels and and shorts, think, which are baked. So. App, Apple will bring out a Twitter. There's got to be people out there who see that Twitter is is floundering and that there's a there's a wide open opportunity Everyone. there, right? I mean, I mean, the, I have a, a old mate from so Gabor from Google who was running the incubator and A one twenty left Google was doing a bunch of startups and he was publishing publicly about his uh, his ex, ex, what he was exploring, what he was doing, and then three months into it, the Twitter thing happened and he just had a brainwave. He's like, we've got to build the competitor. So it's currently called T two. He hasn't released the official name and conscripted a whole bunch of recruited a whole bunch of ex tweeps who are all working on it voluntarily and making this thing happen. So I don't know. It's not a mastodon. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not the way to do it though. It doesn't matter how good it is. That sounds like a tech first approach. You got to go because of network effects, obviously. And because we all saw how hard it was to try and move the signal from WhatsApp, you know, when everyone's like, let's move from WhatsApp, we moved the signal. We created a few WhatsApp groups. It only takes one person, key person from your WhatsApp group to be like, I'm not moving. And then nobody moves. And then you're back again. So like, Twitter to move is going to be massive and it's going to take something like, uh, the reason I said Apple, like it's going to take something like a major, something that you're massively bought into an ecosystem already, you know, in in order to be able to do it. Like, I don't know, does like Slack, does Salesforce do a, you know, I mean, those are the types of things that could do it is that if Slack was extendable, that you had an external, you know, you had a, you've got your internal and external, you can already, you can already connect with external teams through Slack. I don't know if you do that in your company, but you've got your internal Slack and then you've got like Slack. Yeah, yeah we, do, we do as well. Like for partnerships, but that you turn that into an external facing thing or I don't know, but so, it needs to be something like that where you already have a massive network on it, you know? Uh, so hot takes predictions. I think Twitter will do just fine and grow and probably thrive. Uh-huh. I, think, I think you'll see the experimentation and the rapid mm. like product exp- explorations that are breaking stuff, but then they fix quickly yeah. is going to be a great sign in just generally hill climbing yeah. towards a better product. 
and yeah. Musk will stabilize and he'll relax and he'll be less nervy and get more sleep and whatever it is that it takes. <laughs> you, you don't maintain this and you don't need to maintain this indefinitely. Yeah. Twitter will survive. Well, as a business thing, I think that's the other discussion, but maybe it doesn't matter from a kind of revenue business point of view. But I think I think it'll thrive in 2023. Uh, and therefore, there's no need for anyone else to take it on and try sure. to keep it over because I, the network effect is very real and incredibly sticking on Twitter. Yeah. There are... You know, every network has its influences and its top top contributors, and there's no way those folks are. They've tried to jump onto Mastodon, and it's just not working. Yeah, it's just not working. You know? Yeah, I, 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 did you create a Mastodon account? I did years ago, and it just. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> like and it's, you not, have to it's start. not curated, and you just have no. to, and you have to find people. And there's so many fakes in there now already, it's and it's just a, like it's, it's not disaster. moderated well. And yeah, no, it's, it's just it is. It's just not the future. Uh, we have time, Rami. We have time for there. one more big oh. prediction. Let's go. Oh, oh, I think you're going to see a, a, like a fundamental shift in content that we all consume, and I think it's a combination of cost reduction and this explosion of Mr. Beast and UGC, effectively, but creator content. What we call currently creator content, and I think you're going to see this kind of what Quibi was, but just way too early and wrong. It's going to be like high quality production, UGC distributed. Um, but like episodic, seasonal things that you think of today as professionally, you know, done Netflix, uh-huh. but done by UGC and the creator class. And I think that kind of this n- new reduced cost, more prolific kind of different flavor is going to shift all of our con- content consumption habits. And I think it's going to be like a new gen of content. You, it's super interesting. Do you think um, you and I were talking about it last week, not when we weren't recording ourselves about like um, the importance of like personal brand and things like that. So do you, do you think that there's something fundamentally different? Is, is it, be, is it economic in terms of um, as, as, as there's a recession and people are trying to differentiate, it's more important. Do you think it's a, a sick, it's, it's just part of the story the move from dvd to netflix to the, the democratization of of you know who creates this content that youtube and creators are getting more powerful like what what, what do you think um what do you think's driving yeah. this yeah i think it's all those forces and i think this is the year that you'll start seeing it kind of crest because you democratization has clearly been the trend i think the mega youtubers are you talk to anyone under 15 and they don't talk about what we think of as superstars or Hollywood yeah. actors. You, you yeah. talk about YouTubers as their stars and their actors yeah. in there. Yeah. And I think that's already there. And I think you're going to see that generation go into the influential money generation with a voice. They're going to start getting to high school and into uh, you know college. And you're going to start, they're going to be in positions of influencing where that goes. If it's not this year, I think you're going to start clearly seeing that pattern emerging. But the fact that there's a recession, the fact that you've got these economic pressures down, you're going to see the pull for cheaper content effectively and uh-huh. there is no no cheaper content than youtube content um the challenge here is that it's not being as monetized as well because of all the same factors advertisers and so on but i think there's going to be enough people rick the layoff side projects people right. with other things to do and want to do something different yeah. enough uh, supply despite the reduction in in kind of essentially roi that will still drive this trend and i think you'll see it crest over nice and so i hope so that, Massive YouTuber with a self-produced Netflix series is yeah. I think how you how you're going to see it, and it'll be number one spot, and it'll be promoted by Netflix, and it's just syndicated wow. by Netflix because YouTube created. That, that's kind I'm of all in. I'm all that's, in. I, I think that's what you'll see, yeah. and that's how you'll know it's happening. Yeah, all in. I love it. Okay, creator economy booming. I have to get Patrick on again. Okay, what a year it's going to be. It sounds mostly positive though, right? I mean, we've got this looming 
recession, economic no, pain, it's late disaster. And it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be a good year. I think twenty twenty three is going to be a good year. I think it's a good year for doing real things. I yeah. think it's going to be a good year for seeing, st- it, like every recession, as you say, the, the kind of the birth of re- the best companies were created in the twenty twenty right. twenty oh seven recession because people went and built stuff and it wasn't as lucrative to just sit and kind of rest and invest. So um, I think you're going to see awesome stuff happening per gen AI and yeah everything in between. But I'm not sure what it's going to be like. How many annoying fun and positive? And, how many you know, annoying generative apps do you think our startups are going to be built on just purely on Chat GPT? Like I'm already sick of this. The, I'm already. Are you sick of the Twitter feed and the the feed on like I put in yeah. this prompt and this thing came out? Like every, I'm just like every okay, thought thread now is like was, here's the here's the new way of using Chat GPT. Yeah. yeah, it's going to get very noisy. And I very connected quick. it it's, to this data set and I got this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we get it's it. Gonna, we it's going it. to go through a cycle. <laughs> it's going to go through a cycle, and it's going to be very very nauseating but uh i mean every y combinator batch is going to be generative yeah. ai bay it's definitely the way with I'm all so of these things come to push it yeah it's on it's on it's really on i just think it's amazing how like you go back to 2014 and everyone's talking about chatbots yeah and how much of a flop that was yeah. yet it seeded a lot of the stuff that was yeah. there. it set up a lot of the use cases a lot of be yeah. it support or actual yeah. chat centers or assistance or you know, you've had auto complete for for Gmail for a long time, right? It, albeit just one sentence, and it's yeah. based on your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you've you've had seeds of this, and it's just it shows you what it takes to get over the line with this stuff. It's kind of it actually multi- makes me really wonder. At it. You know, the thing that a lot of people were saying was like, "This is the death of search." As well, you and I were talking about that. We we disagreed yeah. with that, but but it makes me wonder what does Google have. In terms of like, I bet they probably have something better than Chat GPT already. Like in terms of what they're training internally, like in you know, I think- it's it's public, it's published. It's no, yeah. it's 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 well and truly published. It's not available. Yeah. So the, their yeah. model size. Question is whether it's as good as GPT four, which is being used and looks like it's three orders of magnitude larger in terms of the training set. Yeah, um, it's published. It's better, larger, depending on on kind of your metric. And it's been available for a while. They've just been really reluctant to get it out yeah. for all sorts yeah. of it's backlash dangerous. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, really get it. Scary. totally get it. Yeah. Um, I think that it's not the tech that they've been they've been um, circumnavigated here. It's the model. Yeah. It's the originally open, it's not for yeah. profit. Yeah. And they switch into just yeah. API licensing <laughs> and then the and then the open open sourcing for disabled diffusion. I think it's the model that's actually undercut them, not the business. Yeah. Uh, not the technology. I the understand. Technology is available, but yeah. You better believe there's a code rate across all of Google, and yeah. everyone's running out with their heads yeah. cut off. Like yeah. everyone I know across the board is yeah, yeah pretty pretty consistent. Yeah. On I that. love it. I love it. Let's leave it at that, Rami. That's our predictions for 2023. We'll have to write them up and put them on our website, which we're going to create and uh, and tweet about them, which we're going to with our Twitter account, which we don't have. What's going to it's going to happen? <laughs> you know what? It's going to be a Chat huge GPT year. is going to do it for us. Chat it's GPT. going to do it all. All of our content. All of yeah. it. Sign up for our newsletter powered by chat gpt it's got to be the end it's got to be the end of newsletters i'm looking at all these um ghost writers on twitter how to be how to make a hundred thousand dollars in your ghost writing they're still pushing all that and i'm like you know that's finished right you know that's done now like all copy no everyone assumes all linkedin posts that i see i'm I'm just assume when i see a long thing and i'm like chat gpt just assume it right like it's like I think what's what's amazing is that I love how we finished. But what's yeah. amazing is that uh, two months ago we were talking about the equivalent, but an image, and yeah. then the power of text has swung right back with ChatGPT. Even though GPT three was here, yeah. however it was, yeah. and 
everyone in the, in the same way that stock photography and stock image we think is gone and all sorts of image and you know designers are gone over there writers copy ad ad you know copy every subsection yeah. of copy is all jasper ai is now a 10 billion dollar company or whatever it is it's insane stuff that yeah uh, is yeah. Already, already already happening in it yeah it's good stuff fun times see you later yeah. lad cheers mate always a pleasure bye